Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Haters Drinking Hatred. With me as always is Zidan Mehta. What's up, Sid? Uh, I'm trying to sleep in between days now. Like, I'm taking days you off. You can't do two days in sleep. a row of sleep. You can't do two days in a row because there's too much shit. Everything will happen in those two days. Because like the day you decide, yeah. okay, I'm going to take a nap now. The the uh, The USA men's basketball team starts playing in the fucking Olympics. So there's just, there's nothing. There's no time off. No. And then when you want to like go to the bathroom or like just do something normal, Kyle Lowry gets traded. I don't know. Anything can happen. Sign and traded. Yeah. I I watched uh, the second half of the the USA-Spain game from the shower. I'm not even fucking with you. That's a true story. It happened this morning. Oh, (laughs) that's a dangerous time to be looking at that Ricky Rubio performance. Vulnerable (laughs) and naked. (laughs) Oh man, Ricky Rubio. All right, Ricky Rubio was like, he's the ultimate, uh, can we have Spain Ricky Rubio guy, <laughs> you know, like, there's like, there's nothing like it in the world, you know, you're like, who's this guy, can we have this guy, why doesn't he play for our team? Alright, before, mean, we, it's... Bef- before we jump in, just one quick shout out to Prince Pal Singh, who has made the Sacramento Kings roster for the Summer League, by the way, so big ups to Prince Pal Singh, yes. From the G League Ignite, he's made the Sacramento Kings Summer League roster. I just wanted to shout that dude out. Um, but this is because your guy Vivek is uh, just uh, doing the, just, net, the, the casual nepotism. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You're a billionaire Indian dude. Fucking draft some Indian Vivek, dudes. I think Vivek is from Santa Cruz, huh, by the way. Just telling him. Ah, okay. Fine. Alright, let's, let's jump in. We've got too much to cover. Uh, to uh, get into Sacramento Kings banter off the top of the episode. We're going to do it like yeah. this. First up, we're going to talk about arguably the biggest trade of the offseason so far, uh, the Russell Westbrook trade. We're going to then jump into the draft reactions. And there will be a few because I have some opinions and I'm sure, Sid, you have some opinions. And then we're gonna jump many. into, And then we're just going to jump into what was what is basically what? The first 18 hours of free agency? <laughs> More just, like the first 18 minutes. Yeah, actually it was the first 18 minutes, which is reacting to it late. Uh, but yeah, basically at, at 6.45, I think 4 a.m. India time, free agency yeah, opened probably. up. And yeah. by 4.30, the Wojnarowski's Twitter feed was already 100 deep. Oh, he's not uh, that much of a factor anymore. Oh, the Shams, Shams, uh, uh, the Shams? Shams, Shams has closed the gap. And uh, Mark Stein has made a very big return. I am very happy for <laughs> Mark Stein. Uh, Chris Haynes did let uh, Woj get away with best of the rest. He took some of the, the heat there as well. So, Woj is very comfortable second place today. I don't know. It's not been a great Woj day. It's all happening. It's all fucking happening. All right, let's let's jump right in. Russell Westbrook was traded to the LA Lakers for Kyle Kuzma. Um, and uh, tw- the 22nd pick, was it the 22nd pick? God, that trade feels like it was three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, 22nd pick, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, and uh, uh, Ken, uh, KCP, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Alright, what do you think of that trade, Sid? There's like immediate reactions. Uh, immediately, I was confused. Uh, this is... Uh, I didn't know that LeBron wanted to play with Russell Westbrook. Like, it just does not seem like... LeBron would want to play friends. Russell. 
No, I they're know they're friends. friends. Like you and I are friends, but I don't want you to cut my hair. You know, yeah, like that's true. So that's, that's a fair. That's a fair uh, this. Right. So it's cool. You know, uh, and we've tried to write things together. We're both writers, but we never write well together. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean you're a bad writer or I'm a bad writer. It just means Russell Westbrook shouldn't play with LeBron James. You know, that's what that my analogy about you and me means directly that Russell Westbrook shouldn't uh, play with LeBron James. Uh, I have uh, come around to uh, one or two interesting conclusions, which is uh, uh, clearly LeBron doesn't want to play every game anymore. So and they're and, like, and, yeah, and no the way. time when he's off the court is also atrocious for the Lakers. So I think, yeah, I so guess get it the guy, yeah, get the guy who's the best at making mediocre players good and giving too much of a shit. In a way, it's actually the right pick if you look at it from exactly that lens. Yes. Yeah, However, because Russell, Russell Westbrook will put in a performance against like the Kings in the middle of February. Like yeah, because Don, have because De'Aaron Fox said he's faster than him. This actually <laughs> happened. I don't know if you... Do you see this? No, I haven't seen this. So, oh so De'Aaron Fox said, I'm the fastest guy. I'm the fastest point guard in the league. And then, like, he had to play Russell Westbrook the next day. And then Westbrook, like, just casually dunked on everybody, like, three times. And then, uh, talking to the sky, he just said, he's fast. He's fast, like, loudly and running down the court. <laughs> so, you know, that's... It's like... You just pull the air, the example out of the air, but like there you can have a real, like now he'll remember this guy thinks he's faster than me and then he'll try and crush because they're going to play the Kings three times, right? So you might as well get three wins. And in yeah. that game, LeBron can, uh, you know, chill on the on the bench, check his phone, uh, play 20 minutes, let Westbrook play 45 minutes, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, AD might play, might not play. But then, uh, yeah, somebody has to give Dwight Howard the the jams, the lob dunks. Dwight Howard kick also out back. to corner threes. Yeah. No, I I actually my my initial reaction to this was because all the talk leading up to this trade, uh, before I finally passed out that night, was about Buddy Heald being traded to the Lakers and almost the same package without the picks, uh, going to the Kings, uh, for Buddy Heald. That seemed to make a lot more sense because the conventional thinking is you've got LeBron James just throw shooters at the problem Russell Westbrook definitely not a shooter yeah so what you just said makes a lot of sense that yes Russell Westbrook kind of carry the team when LeBron's off the court he'll play a lot more minutes more consistently Russell Westbrook basically a semi-truck when it comes to reliability like he does not break down he does not seem to get tired uh but as a starting lineup, wouldn't Buddy Heald have been a much better fit around LeBron? Just a knockdown, like an elite three-point shooter. For anyone who uh, doesn't watch the Kings and has no idea who Buddy Heald is, I don't blame you. First of all, uh, great choices by other person who doesn't watch Kings. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Solid. But Buddy Heald is like a Clay Thompson level three-point shooter for his career. It's essentially Steph, Clay, Buddy Heald is the... Yeah. And Dame. And Dame. Yeah. So he's in that. He doesn't do the other stuff well. He's not much of a ball handler. He's not much of a passer or a playmaker. But shooting, he does at an absolutely elite level. That seems to make a lot more sense. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Well, Clay has elite defense. 
So he's got that's he's true. got a second weapon. I think that's body true. heal is more a singular weapon, but that singular yeah. weapon makes a lot of sense in that lineup. What do you think? Because then you can have AD do the defense for you and LeBron do the passing and dribbling for you again. Yeah. So all you need to do is the thing they can't do, which is shoot like Clay Thompson. And uh, it's not even sacrilegious to say that he's literally filled the clay-shaped void in the NBA for the last two years as the other very good 40% three-point shooter at every spot on the floor in catch-and-shoot threes. Like, he's actually just gone ahead and done that. And he's been doing it, like you said, his whole career. Infinitely better trade. Infinitely better. I mean, now they have... I think they just don't know what cap space looks like. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, like it is. They are. They are basically capped out essentially with three guys. Like it's basically yeah. the. <laughs> it's basically the Brooklyn big three, but with much worse contracts. Like it's just ridiculous. There's a 37 year old on the max. There's Anthony Davis who's constantly breaking down, and now there's like Russell a 37 year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically breaks down like a 37 year old. But and now there's Russell Westbrook. So your entire cap space is filled by players who are not as good as the Brooklyn Nets big three. Uh, either offensively as well, obviously offensively, defensively, the Brooklyn Nets uh, big three sucks. But offensively, not as good as the Brooklyn big three, but you're still just as hammered in the luxury tax uh, and up against the hard cap once you fill out the roster. They currently only have, I think, six players on that roster with the uh, They've, of they've gone power. up to nine now. I think. Oh, it's now yeah. nine. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's basically that. I mean, this is, this is the team and it's going to be vet minimums <laughs> to the end of time, I think. They have mid-level exception. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But this, it just doesn't make sense to me, this move, when Buddy Heal was on the table and they could have kept their 22nd pick in the draft, which would have been pretty useful. I'm sure they could have picked up a decent role player uh, at 22. Uh, someone who at least round out the bench, play some minutes. This seems like they've given up a lot for a player who, for the last eight years, we've been talking about how this player is not a winning basketball player. And he's been in multiple situations. Right? I mean, let's just go through the situation. He's played with every superstar, basically. Yeah. I just want to go through. He's played with KD and Harden. Then he moved to play uh, with uh, Paul George. Then he moved to play with James Harden. And then he played with... Again. And then he played with Bradley Beal. And none of those situations worked. So, why would you give up Buddy Heald for Russell Westbrook? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And a pick. Uh... I don't know. Ask the the GM LeBron like what he thinks. Uh, GM I, LeBron I, you is know, bad. I, I I know he's very good. Also, I think I think there is some that they, they have some more plans. So we will see when the roster fills out entirely what happens. Um, I think we it's fair to say that the outlook is generally negative for this trade, and that's fair. Uh. I don't know, man. Like, sometime or the other, some of these things is are just going to change, you know. Like, I genuinely feel like LeBron's not that interested in basketball right now. I, it's just it's Go just how he is. Yeah, he really is. Like, I, I think after they won the title in LA, he's like, okay, now what does it matter what I do? You know, like, yeah. it kind of feels like that. Last season, he wasn't playing his, his best at all. Um... Even though he was insane, like in terms of a regular, even regular superstar, he's better than that guy for sure. But in terms of actual, actually how good LeBron can be, I don't know. It didn't seem like his heart was in it. 
Uh, and then now you're going to have this guy who's going to be get like definitely give him back talk because there's one thing LeBron doesn't like is like people telling him what to do on his team. So like I don't know, it's going to be tough. I I don't like this fit. I don't like how this is going to go. Uh, I don't know if Davis is going to be injured or not. That's like the perennial question, and. let's see what this roster is because they really are running out of guys to put on this thing that's yeah, the other yeah. thing like that you can keep saying vetmin 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 but there's a reason why those guys are not making more than 5 million dollars a year yeah it's because they're not that good and so, and they and they're still kind of in demand because you've got all these teams that are superstar stacked kind of up against the cap uh the the clippers are going to be back in that situation again whether in you know uh sweepstakes for guys like nicholas batum like they were last year uh they, they griffin him. got uh blake griffin also got re-signed to the nets uh yeah, did, so yeah. a, a lot of those veteran deals uh those, all these teams are kind of still trying to go for them so it's not like those vetmen guys just sitting around waiting for a call every every contending team that's up against the cap is trying to get those guys as well get a veteran in there who can maybe give you a performance in the playoffs right so it's not like they're hugely available got <laughs> dwight howard well done uh but beyond that they're also going to struggle trying to get locked down these players that are now now they need a very specific mold and possibly the most valuable mold available which is straight out shooters and every position uh, yeah. now yeah they will need shooters wow. because now having having anyone else who can't shoot at a very very high clip is just murder for them i mean i have another question like you have now so they've signed Dwight Howard uh Wayne Ellington Kent Bazemore and i think one more player who now i'm blanking on but that's just the the nature of this this question yeah. it's too many uh, things to keep track of it's fine uh no they they signed four guys right um Would you rather have Alex Caruso back for 4.8 million over four years, or would you rather have Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore? I like Alex Caruso, man. Right? I like Alex. So then, Alex why Caruso. why uh, why crush your cap space and then not be able to offer him anything? Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm thinking. They could have kept so many elements of this team still together, like Caruso. They could have still brought in Dwight Howard. and yeah. left cap space for a really uh, a high contribution player uh, still in that uh, in that starting five i mean they just had to let shroder retire uh, shroder's um, they could sign and trade shroder they that was another option by the way for the heel trade that a sign and trade with shroder was also an option uh, that would have required the pick to go in uh, but oh, that's fine still, that's worth it yeah that's fine but again i it just feels like they had a lot of other moves they could have made and they just went with kind of the the blind superstar move like hey this guy's available let's just get him yeah but this is what i'm saying also like when people are like oh it's a, the window the window's open now it's a win now it's a win now you have to make a trade you have to make a trade and then the team's like okay here's the trade well yeah now are you happy with that like i would not be happy with that if i was a fan i'd be like why do you just jump in and just trade for any guy like you need to consider the fit I mean you can't do everything. The the other team needs to be there for you to trade with. And that's that, the big problem here. So I said just to complete your earlier point that fourth player is Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza is the other player. I mean Trevor Ariza is on his 
ninth deal. This was this was a great deal if it was 2015. Great move. It, it, it might be a great move even now, but like, I don't know, man. This entire team, I think the youngest player, the youngest player on this team is AD, followed by Kent Bazemore, who's 32. <laughs> okay, Taylor Horton yeah. Tucker has not resigned yet, but like, dude is good enough to get. Eight to ten million dollars for the next four years somewhere else, you know. Yeah, someone's like, going to so offer that. Losing, someone's going to offer that. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it, somebody with even the taxpayer mid level will offer that, you know. Yeah. So uh, unless they try and offer it themselves, which I don't know if they can, uh, because it's just it's I don't know I don't know. So the, their entire team is Anthony Davis, who he might as well be thirty three as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, followed by Kent Bazemore, and then you have uh, Wayne Ellington, who's also thirty-one, thirty-two. You have uh, Trevor Ariza, who's thirty-six, I think. Uh, Mark Gasol, who got eliminated from the Olympics today, and then decided to say, "Okay, I'm going to play one more year." That's what we're talking about here now with Mark yeah. Gasol, okay? Uh, and Dwight, who like, I think he his age has never mattered, but like. It kind of matters because he's Dwight. So, good luck to the Lakers. I think uh, we can uh, move on from them because they have a lot more to go. And I don't want to pronounce a LeBron team dead. I have lost too many of these bets. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're not doing that. Okay. So we're not doing. That. We're just calling the trade bad. At no point, if if LeBron James would take that Cavs team to the finals, uh, there's nothing he can't do. He could win Russell Westbrook a title. We have no idea. I'm just saying yeah. that uh, there's a lot more. I don't like the that trade. Could, you don't that, like the trade. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, Carmelo Anthony still on the market. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there as well. Hori Melo. Carmelo's on the yeah. market. Rudy yeah. Gay's on the market. Andre yeah. Iguodala's on the market. They could still add a lot of 35 plus year old guys to this team. I mean, Great there's so much too. left yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on from the Lakers. Let's move on to the draft. Uh, we covered it in depth uh, last week. Now I'm just going to run through Sid. All of these, um, one through fourteen. I'm going to do a quick one, and then we're just going to go through which ones really shocked us, right? In order. So, right. Let's just run through them. With the first pick, Pistons drafted Cade Cunningham. Shocker? No shocker. Were no shocker. Not, not, keep Jaylen it moving. There's nothing to that? even see here. This guy is <laughs> like, it's so lockstep right now. They've given him the nickname. The nickname also fits. By the way, it's called it's Motor Cade. Of course. Perfect. It's perfect. perfect. That's let's just perfect. go. Let's just continue. Okay, that's painfully good. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets did draft Jalen Green as predicted, so no shocker there, I think either. Yeah, Jalen Green trying to be a style icon, uh, and he uh, like his bright NBA future ahead of him. He's going to need a lot of work. Right. Let's jump ahead. The Cavs drafted Evan Mobley again as predicted. Uh, yeah. Were you surprised? Didn't make the move up to two. I think it's uh, a fit. No, I think not, not really. Was, I a, think he's a the, good fit on the Cavs as well. He 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 could have worked anywhere, but I think the yeah. I think the Rockets uh, they have a big James Harden shaped hole in their team. So get a guy who can be about as eighty five percent as good as James Harden one day is a good idea. So might as well try that. Right. So the first three picks went exactly according to plan. I think this is where now the the train oh, goes uh, off the rails. Before we go bit. ahead, I no. I just want to say I have a feeling that Evan Mobley might be the best player of these three in in, in the future. 
hey we said it we said it on the we said it on the show that there was a yeah. very high chance that this dude might be the dude of of these three guys kate cunningham brilliant jaren green amazing scorer i just have a feeling like evan mobley ah, there's something yeah he's got that yeah. i don't know he's got something his body is also yeah. so weird like he looks like a really really fit long 6-7 guard but he's 7 feet tall he just happens to be 7 feet tall well he's not 7 feet tall that's the critical thing he's 6-11 if he oh, was 7 yeah, feet your tall your theory I'd continues yeah i'd be damn yeah. low on this dude i would have yeah, completely correct, out okay. of take him in the second round <laughs> fuck yeah. seven footers <laughs> <laughs> all right with the fourth pick this is where it really went off the rails did you for a minute for a second see scotty bands showing up at number 4 said be fucking honest I did not think they would do that but I I mean I did see that they were they liked Scotty Barnes and that they were considering between the two but I just thought that yeah everyone says that you know yeah, why I, would they I, I not say thought, that Okay so I I just want to uh, think about this as well because the draft is as much about position as it is about the player you pick how low do you think the Raptors could have traded how how far down do you think the Raptors could have traded and still got Scotty Barnes Oh no they couldn't have Uh, he would have gone in the next pick like well, the magic was sure to take him like looks okay okay the magic your backflips about getting jalen sugs you're in the you're in the magic's draft room okay and like it's on the evan mobley pick right now and you're in your mind thinking oh 6 872 wingspan length can defend by getting that guy and then everyone's just like singing and the music is playing like yes length size potential orlando magic it's all one sentence in your mind so i mean it just works it just works you know that's uh, thank you for my asmr draft yeah. uh, segment i didn't know uh, this is going to be an asmr special but okay yeah uh, but uh, you can keep that make it uh, you can put it to help you put yourself to sleep as a magic fan uh but like this is what they do they draft guys who are 7 foot wingspans yep. and are athletes like scotty barnes middle name might have well might as well have been orlando magic <laughs> you know so i don't think they could have traded back uh but they picked this guy scotty barnes what do you think of this pick i'm surprised i i really thought that jalen suggs fit the bill for the raptors man i i he's a he's a uh he's 6-4 he's a guard he's a scorer um it just it just felt like what the raptors needed at that moment with Kyle Lowry on the way out they've got Pascal Siakam if if this is a moment where they're kind of thinking hey let's rebuild on the fly here we've had this one bad year we've got this high lottery pick let's rebuild once again on the fly Jalen Suggs seems like the type of guy to do it with yeah i agree right uh, i i think the problem is and i mean we've said it a million times One of the scouts uh, describes Scotty Barnes as a no-level scorer. You know, so that that tells you where he's at yeah. with this whole scoring thing, putting the basketball in the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Not his, uh, not something he engages in regularly. So I don't know why you would pick that anyway. You know, like if you have a top, if you have a guy who's better than that. that guy i mean you would do that his uh, scotty barnes upside 
is very random. It, he could be insanely good. He could be Pascal Siakam. He could be Raymond Green. He could be something better than both of them. But neither of them are like a 20-point scorer uh, yeah. player. You know, they're not that guy. So, have fun building around that because... <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the two, one of the two guys you described has still has two years left on his deal at the Raptors, I, unless you're planning on trading him, which doesn't make uh, yeah. any sense. Like his value couldn't be lower than it is right now. You need to rehab his value back up to what it was in 2019, and, and then, then, trade, then him. trade him on the last year of his deal. Yeah, good luck with that. Basically, right. yeah. I mean, it's just this, this pick made no sense to me, but but we will move on uh, to the Magic, who apparently were doing backflips. Yeah, when Jalen Suggs, I, I would do, I would do that. And rightfully as well. so, yeah, rightfully so. I don't think they would have been unhappy with Scotty Barnes because, you said, as you said, it just it fit their template so well. But I yeah. don't think they were thinking they were going to get Jalen Suggs. So yeah, yeah fantastic uh, it, uh, draft it's, for them. It's, this is why the draft is special because the the 2021 NBA draft did not let the Orlando Magic fail themselves. Yeah, right? it just they it, took away their options constantly. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the yeah. second one where they could have made a very bad decision again. Gone to yeah, gone but then again, the draft didn't let them do it. You know, yeah. so so like uh, it, it, he, they were like, "Damn, we have to take this guy who was actually really good, hit a game-winning <laughs> three-pointer on the final four, was considered the best player in the NCAA college tournament, if not for the final game, and uh, he's a captain and leader of men." <sighs> yeah. Sucks. Oh, well. And then they got Jalen Suggs. And the rest will be history, I guess. And Jalen Suggs, by the way, I watched the draft live, looked depressed. <laughs> and and he, he looked depressed, but he also looked angry. And Jalen Suggs strikes me as the kind of guy who you do not want to put a chip on his shoulder. Oh, there's definitely a chip on his shoulder now. And he's coming for everybody who didn't believe yeah. he could make it, you know. So, Absolutely. it's going to be interesting. And uh, uh, commiserations to Markel Fultz and uh, 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 Anthony. What's his name? What's his first name? I forgot his first name. Uh, the point guard. We should be better at this. Greg Anthony's kid, Greg. man. That guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah, can't remember. That dude. Correct. Huh. Yeah. Cole Anthony. Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Good luck, Cole Anthony. You're going to be enjoying that bench a lot in the future. Yeah, they have three guards now, uh, all young. I, I'm guessing Markel Fultz is going to be the first one to go. Uh, he might actually have some, like, a little bit of trade value. I think Markel Fultz on... is a little better than Cole Anthony. I don't know. Let's see. Anyway, yeah, enough I mean, time on, to, yeah. on the Orlando on Magic the guard Orlando rotation. Magic. Yeah. All right. The Thunder, with their six, with their pick number six, drafted Josh Giddy. Sid. Now, that's a shocker. That's a shocker. I don't know. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming at all. Uh, I who did you, who did you, don't who did you know about for this them? because I, he's a he's a six eight guard. I mean, there's he's the Aussie, so he's been getting a lot of attention. He played in the same league. We discussed it. He's played in the same league as 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 Lamelo did uh, last year. Um, I mean, there's a there's a sign. There's a there's a size to this guy, which is pretty exciting. But beyond right. that. Ah, uh, it's a weird one. And OKC already have Shea Gilgis, who's already kind of a, a a big guard. I don't know what does does this make sense? Is is Shea Gilgis going to get traded in a year? I don't understand this pick. How is he going to get traded when he just signed a massive rookie but extension next year? Next year. 
I don't know. This I don't know. I, okay. Is this, so 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 is Josh this a Giddy, time timeline thing? I don't know. Go on. I, I I don't understand what's happening. I think we need to stop giving uh the Thunder so much leeway because they've done so well in the past. Like past success is not a indicator of future success, you know. It's a classic saying in business and life. Uh here's my thing, okay? Josh Giddy, we talked about the shot, right? Like he doesn't have a great jump shot. And he yeah. can't shoot too many threes super well. He, he finishes okay, but he's not a great athlete. And uh, you might be thinking, okay, that's not great, not awesome. At least he can like dribble and sort of, you know, control an offense, pass, play, make, that sort of thing. Well, it's true. He can pass. He can play, make. I do not think his handle is very good. He has a very average handle and i i mean you want to compare him to lamelo you want to compare him to luca luca has doesn't have the handle as good as lamelo but it's already a great handle secondly luca's damn smart he's much bigger and stronger than giddy giddy is very light uh luca's not that fast but again strong and you know he's got a sense of timing giddy doesn't have that on the lamelo side of things same kind of uh, build 68 Big guard. Lamelo's fast and has every dribble package in the game. So we're really not talking about the same player. Like all three of these guys are only similar in, the, in their passing ability. But the passing only gets unlocked if you have the other stuff, in my opinion. So it's, we will see how he develops. But that's why he was going to be a 8-12 to 12 pick, not a top right. 6 pick. So I thought they were going to take Book Knight. I'm very surprised they didn't do that. Um, or Kuminga because they have I the thought, yeah. ability to like do a project, you know. And Kuminga exactly. is an excellent project, by the way. So and, and that's what that's what we landed on during our episode as well. That it makes great sense for them to take on Kuminga. They have this humongous timeline to play with, and all these picks coming in, they can take flyers. I mean, that's the whole point. You take the guy with the highest possible upside. May not be great right now with. Especially with the number six pick when you don't have to contend anytime soon, right? It's yeah. very surprising they didn't take coming. It really is. Especially picking Josh Giddy over it. Like, I could have understood um, the Wagner move as well. I could have understood, like, Book Knight also makes a lot of sense. I But I really thought they were going to go with Kaminga. This, this was a huge surprise to me. That OKC yeah. making a pick like this just didn't make sense. All right, let's jump ahead. The Warriors, which could have been the most interesting pick of the draft, not because of who they were going to pick, but what they could have possibly done with it. They're a win-now team uh, in every sense of the word. Uh, I'm sure they consider themselves championship contenders. They drafted the project in Jonathan Kaminga. Again, huge shock to me. Sid, what do you think? I think they actually said that they would do that if he was available uh, because he was very high on their draft board. Uh, I think the thing is, there are no wings on the market. Like, look at the look at it right now. Like the yeah, the best guys true. that you can sign are like Trevor Ariza and stuff. So yeah, you know, like you're not fair. getting those. Uh, and for all the win now stuff, it's not like you have to pay play fourteen guys in the playoffs, right? Yeah, you need to play like twelve. So what difference if you keep thirteen and fourteen and fifteen as development guys anyway? Like. It's fine. And then if he's good in... They are also, Chris Paul played a finals and he was 36. 
uh, LeBron's constantly been playing finals this entire time. Why is it that the uh, Steph Curry's window is one year and not three years? And if Steph Curry's window is three years, why isn't Clay and Draymond's window three years? They're younger than him. So, like, yeah. you know, uh, if, he, if this guy's good in two years, okay, and he 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 becomes a starting level shooting a uh, small forward in two years. So like in the in two years from now, uh, that's the end of Andrew Wiggins' uh, contract. So you then already have a guy on your books for it. It's all very pie in the sky. And honestly, if you ask me, my gut instinct is, I don't think he's going to work out to be that good of a player. It's just a lot of random holes in his game, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. But he does have a lot of random, I didn't know he could do that moments also. You know? Like, did you know he could pass? Like, not hmm. just like do dump off passes and all. I saw him do this uh, transition pass to Jalen Green because they were both on Ignite. Uh, and I watched a lot of Ignite for both of them. And, and uh, for, like, just to see, like, how this whole Ignite experiment would work out. They're in transition. Uh, Kuminga's at the center circle. Uh, there's two defenders on the left side. And in front of them is uh, uh, Jalen Green. Kuminga does that skip bounce pass uh, across the two defenders that bounces and spins into Green's hand all in full speed, like, this is all happening in the sprint. That's not something people can do regularly, you know. So, like, he can do all this random other stuff. Ran- like, I don't know how how he, he's he's good at some things and bad at other things. Like, he's still 18, first of all. He's not even 20. Yeah. He's not even 19 yet. Forget 20 and all that. So, I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to be like, you are a complete ball of clay. We are literally going to shape you into the player we want, you know. So you don't take any. So the problem was he's not good at efficiency and shot selection. What if we just turn him into a defender? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He can do it. Like, and then we t- teach him how to pass and cut, and that's it. He doesn't have to learn anything else. Shooting, we'll keep doing it. You don't bother with it. I mean, that's the point of this draft stuff. Like, I know everyone said win now, win now, but like. None of the players picked in the last week are going to contribute to any championship run in this season. It's not happening. Like, we've never seen it happen and it will never uh, happen in the, with this draft class either. Like, it'll be minor at best, you know. Uh, the only player that in his rookie season in the last 25 years that made a significant difference was Tim Duncan. Yeah. No, true, true. So... There's no why player that would this be different? Really. Yeah, nope. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. So that's why I think about this. And come on, man, the guy doesn't really need to go to the weight room. He doesn't need to do. He just needs to just show up, literally, at summer league next week, and be like, "I'm ready to play." And the rest of them are just gonna bounce off him, you know? Yeah. And, and it's also what we said. Like the G League is not college. So yeah. if he was in college, all those numbers would be up a little bit, you know? No, that's so fair. let's see. Yeah, but let's my see. only fear with Kaminga, because like you said, there are certain gaps in his game and there's there's some very, very clear weaknesses, which is why he dropped uh, yeah, all the way definitely. down to seven. And he should have dropped. Is, 
My yeah. fear is the Warriors are possibly the most complicated offense in the league. Like they they play a very very specific kind of basketball, and it's, and it's intricate and it's it is beautiful, but it's built around really really smart players. So That's true. For Kaminga, that learning curve, and you saw it with Wiseman, right? There were points where he looked a bit lost early on in the season. It took him a while to get there, and then you know, bang, he got injured. Uh, really bad luck uh, on that front. But I think for Kaminga, that the learning curve is so steep on a Warriors offense. Like you need to be. I just don't see him getting five minutes a game, even. Like I see him playing once every four games, basically. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, the Warriors might just have drafted their next guy. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Who All knows? Right. Yeah. Let's let's jump ahead. And again, now, the Magic picking with eight, uh, <laughs> they they were forced to make Thanks. a good decision here as well Wingspan. because you were Size. you were so sure they were sitting around going Kaminga. It's going to be Kaminga. He's got everything we want. Instead, Thanks. they got a really. Just gonna, I'm just going to let you do it. I'm just going to let you do it. Just do it. I already did it twice. Length. The magic. Wingspan. Size. The magic fans are just like fucking losing their <laughs> shit right now with this. All right. Because Jonathan coming out of the Warriors, the magic had to draft a re- I think, and I, I said it on the uh, on uh, last week's episode as well, that I think Franz Wagner is, is, is the best guy in this section because he's got a really good three-point shot already. Uh, he's got all that going for him. I think this is a really good pick for the Magic. Fantastic. Like they've, yeah. they've stumbled into it. They would have gone completely different with both these picks. But I think they've landed two fantastic players. Uh, just, to, just to reiterate his statistics, he was at 12.8 uh, points per game. Uh, 38.4% uh, from the three-point line, even as a few steals, decent defender. Franz Wagner, man. Fantastic pick. I just super the magic have yeah. have lucked into a brilliant draft like absolutely lucked into a brilliant draft. Yeah, nothing further to add. I yeah. think his defense is actually his best thing right now. Yeah, and he can also part. He can do everything. He's he's really smart. He's also so young. Like he's also just turned nineteen. Uh, a lot of these guys are, but a lot of these guys aren't. We're gonna get to some of those as well. But like, uh, I I mean, apparently he's now six eleven. Uh, is what we've been told recently. Man. Like he's a, he's reached the same size as his brother Mo Wagner, uh, and uh, if that's the case, uh, you you didn't just get like a guy who was going to be a wing. You pretty much got a stretch five, you know. So let's see. He could he could be the best role player that comes out of this whole thing. Oh, where I, everyone's I, like, wow, yeah. Franz Wagner could be a ten year guy on my team anytime he wants to be. You know, we look back yeah. on that kind of career. And one of those things that what a great pick at number eight. Like, seriously. In the yeah. redraft, Franz Wagner is going to climb. Uh, yeah. All right. With pick number nine, the Kings drafted Davion Mitchell. Uh, you were high on Davion Mitchell, weren't you, Sid? Last I week. love this guy, man. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, he's got everything that you would want to see from an older player. Because unlike the guys we just talked about, Davion's 21, turning 22. And that's pretty old in NBA draft terms. So, uh, it's not a very good list there in the top 10 of people who are 22 when they joined the NBA. Uh, not any superstars. Forget many superstars. Uh, so, it's not like his, it screams uh, good omens and good good tidings. Uh, also, you got drafted by the Kings. So, yeah. remember that. Always. So, his career is over. So, we're talking in hypotheticals now because his career is clearly over. <laughs> He's going to be... Probably. Sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. 
it's all hypothetical from here on. It's so what if what if he'd been drafted by the by the Grizzlies? What could Davion oh, Mitchell have be been? So good, he'd be perfect <laughs> yeah. on the Grizzlies or the yeah. Spurs. Or the Spurs. Oh like, man! Any team that has any, I just feel any team that has competence <laughs> would have done a good yeah. job with Davion Mitchell so because good, he's yeah. really coming in like or I wouldn't say finished article. Of course, no one at twenty two is a finished article. Even even if you've been playing like uh, aside from Luka Doncic, who's looking like a finished article at twenty two, uh, but he's coming in pretty well rounded. I think on a on a yeah. better team in a in a good system, man, this kid could have been. He could have had a really good first two years, like a really good first two years. Yeah, now he's the third guard behind the Aaron yeah. Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Where is he going to play? Like, I don't get it. Like, I mean, it's the Kings. Who knows? Who knows what the shit is going to happen? Maybe they they trade the Aaron Fox or something. They could trade the Aaron Fox tomorrow. I have no clue. Like, there's there's trade rumors about the Aaron Fox and the 76ers. Like, any of this could happen. The Kings are nuts. Well, I mean, Davion the Kings Mitchell. got lucky with this guy. So, let's see. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah think, I think hopefully, they, it works out. Because they got Tyrese. I think they the best guy available. So. I think they picked the best guy available, which is smart. That makes yeah. sense to do that. There's no point picking the, for fit just because you're in love with Tyrese Halliburton, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But the, but but like it depends. If you think he's the best guy available, then sure. And I wouldn't mind that. Like I I would agree with them. But I think a lot of other people would look at some of the other players that went after him and say, yeah, this guy was better though. So with that, we can move on to number ten. Number ten, Pelicans of course traded this pick to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies pick Zaire Williams. Sid, what do you think of this one? Shocker. Very shocking. Uh. He had a really bad rookie season. I uh, sorry, uh, uh, college season, but it was such a bad year for this guy. You know, uh, uh, his team Stanford did not play a home game till March. <laughs> so he played. They played on the. Yeah. They were on the road for like twelve straight games or something, and he shot very poorly. Like. Basically, this kid was supposed to be a top five guy from this high school class. Like, it was going to be Cunningham, Mobley, Jalen Green, Kuminga, and Zaire Williams. That was like the top five coming out of this class. But like, then he had two deaths in his family, back to back. So it's like some kind of horrendous tragedy unfolded for him. And it didn't work out. But it was a really shaky season too, you know. Like he's six eleven, no six ten. He's six ten. Yeah, okay. it's six nine without shoes on. I think is the is the number. He's six six yeah. ten, six eleven. Okay, yeah. he's a shot creator, shot maker in the in. Uh, but he's like got this Brandon Ingram body. But Brandon Ingram was a little bit stronger coming out of college, which is not saying much because, like, very few people are weaker than Brandon Ingram at that size. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this guy is one of them. That's the problem. So he can only create shots off the dribble. He can't go to the rim, okay? Because he just bounces off every person, you know. Uh, and uh, the shooting was bad. Like, I think he got twenty five percent, three point percentage or something like that. It, it was like twenty nine percent. Yeah, twenty nine percent. Yeah. So the 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 thing with him is, if it works. It's going to look like everyone's going to look like clowns because this guy can really shoot. He he has some dribble moves. He can defend, and he's a high IQ guy. But like, 
he's not been able to make the step up into the men's game. That's the problem so far. And a lot of people don't believe he has it, except now the Grizzlies have traded away uh, precious uh, cap space and assets to get this pick to select this guy. And this could be a really bad idea because effectively the Grizzlies have gone backwards from last year, right? They took yeah. this, they literally traded their best player. I know everyone says Jamarant is their best player and he will be. He is their team leader and he is their best player, but their most effective player is Jonas Valanciunas, okay? Yeah. He literally won them like 10 games last year. You gone ahead and turned that into Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, okay? So... And you've got now this very high-value rookie who's had a terrible college season and widely panned uh, by scouts and said, we wouldn't take a shot at him unless we're the 18th pick. And you've traded up for this. So you better hope he turns around and turns into an amazing player or this is going to look awful for the Memphis Grizzlies. And this team has drafted well. So let's see. I mean, and just to just to put a point on that, every almost every mock draft had him in at twenty, or in and around the twentieth pick. So this is he has gone high compared to almost every mock draft out there. So well, I, I hope it works out for the Grizzlies because that just means one one more really good player uh, in the NBA. But oof, it's uh, it's looking tough. All right, let's jump ahead to the eleventh pick. I really like this one, the Hornets draft James Booknight. You were high on Booknight. Uh, yeah. I think this is a damn good pick. I can't wait for him and Lamelo to ball out uh, next season. I think this is a, this is a really good one. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I'm surprised he went to 11. Frankly, yeah. he was he was looking like a top six, top seven pick. You know, I mean, I think, uh, I think you you uh, picked him for the Warriors, right? A lot of people mocked yeah. him at the Warriors. Actually, yeah. I, I yeah. So I don't know. I think there there's like stuff that we didn't know about, like. Apparently, it turns out that he was involved in some kind of felony case involving a vehicular accident. I don't know the details. Everyone's been very silent about it. So, who knows really what the scene is with that? And is that like reason enough? I don't know. I can't tell you. But like from the tape, very interesting player. Three-level scorer. He's got an elite dribble move package, especially with the hesitation dribble, I think is what I mentioned. Like, you need one elite move in the NBA to really make your name. And, like, this guy can do the hesitation dribble like everybody uh, would expect a star player to do it, you know. So, that's awesome. Uh, he's not a good shooter yet. However, his stock rose because in the workouts, in all the, in the draft workouts that he did do, he didn't do too many, they were all very impressed with his shooting which they thought he was not good at. So that could be it. Or uh, people just don't buy the workout. And I understand why they wouldn't, because it's not a game. It's a workout. So in the game, you weren't good. In the workout, you were great. Like, wow, so many of us are good like that also. So if I was good at not when it counted, then I would also be like a superstar, something or the other. You know, it's not the the case here. You have to shine when you have to shine. So... Uh, let's see. Like you said, the fit with Lamelo, man, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because huh? uh, this is going to be a fast team. Exactly, and and don't count Booknight out. He's still he's eighty one percent from the free throw line. It's always a yeah. very good marker for a for a shot that's going to improve over time. That's a really good marker. 
So I and I'm just super excited to see what he does next to Melo. I think I think put any I think put good players next to Melo and they're going to go up one level. I feel like this kid has the opportunity to do that. It's a, it's a really good pick by by the Hornets. Absolutely. All right, let's move ahead. <clears throat> To a pick that uh, has also been widely panned, uh, the Spurs daft drafted Joshua Primo. Said, thoughts? I learned about Joshua Primo's name the day before <laughs> the draft. Like, no, seriously, I didn't know yeah. he, who he was. He's not even the first round for a lot of yeah. uh, uh, draft marks, he's, you know. I have no research. Like, I he wasn't even. He's twenty seventh on the Ringers draft. Okay, I but did like not think he's this dude would come he's, up. He's not. He's gonna turn nineteen next year. Yeah. Uh. I, I'll tell you what he, he played. He he played against a lot of these guys. Like he played against Moody. He played against like a bunch of these dudes. He was not better than any of them. Yeah. At all in anything. Um. Nothing. Literally nothing. He's literally not better than in any position in the draft. Uh. In the game. So. I don't know. I, I no, think I, this I, this is a head scratcher. He, I don't no, know. he has one skill set that the Spurs most definitely do not have, which is three point shooting. So it makes sense. In <laughs> uh, although there were other players available that had other skill sets to go along with their three point shooting in the draft still, but that's the one thing. He's a thirty eight percent three point shooter off of one hundred and thirteen attempts. That's pretty good uh, on the free throws. He's seventy five percent off of forty four. Doesn't get lined that much, but. Clearly, still quite good from the free throw line, so he has something that the Spurs lack. But that's and that's just a silly way to draft. Like, okay, this person has one skill set that we need, so I'm going to draft this guy. Yeah, but he's not better than literally four other people in this yeah, exactly. skill set that's, that's that you saying. could still yeah. pick. You know, so like, why do you not pick Corey Kispert then? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Like. You can pick anybody. Literally, there's like the next three guys are better three point shooters than him. Yeah. So I mean, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like I'm just I'm trying to rationalize the argument that all right, this guy is genuinely a really good perimeter shooter, and we don't have that, so let's just get him. Like, uh, it's just do the Spurs now suck at drafting because they haven't had to make a really important draft pick since I'm gonna say Manu. Manu is probably the last one, or was it Tony? No, Parker? Kawhi. Well, Kawhi, oh yeah, Kawhi. 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 Fair yeah. enough. Sorry, yeah. Kawhi was yeah. 14th pick. Um, I mean, since then they haven't had to make a actually reasonable draft pick. Do they just suck at no, this? No, they they've had this particular pick more than once. Like they've drafted 12, 13 twice in the last yeah. five years. You know, so it's not like they don't know what it's like to be in the lottery. They're just, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is is, is, a, is just uh, this is one of those. And you know, I I feel like a lot of NBA. Um, uh, media people are like, oh, but it's a Spurs, so I won't say anything. I- I'm going to say this is a bad pick. So, yeah. not really controversial here, but we can move on from this. Yeah. All right. With the 13th pick, the Pacers drafted Chris Duarte. Sid, what do you think of that one? Odd one. Uh, odd one. Uh, not because Duarte is bad, but I-, I didn't know the Pacers were in for him at all. I didn't know that they needed his kind of play. Uh, he's 24, by the way. So yeah, he's literally yeah. the oldest guy in the draft. Uh, he's really good. Uh, he's got uh, uh, all the mental, you know, sort of maturity, uh, wild will to win, uh, competitiveness, 
He's very locked in, focused kind of guy. He can shoot better than Joshua Primo. Uh, he can pass the ball. He can defend. He's a wing, six six or the six, six seven six, yeah. wingspan, I think. Six six. Yeah, he can play make a little. He can do a little. He can actually handle in the pick and roll a little bit. So he can do a lot of things. But it's like, it's like you're signing a, a five million dollar player guy, uh, but he's on a rookie contract. So that's even more advantageous to you. That's the that's the elevator pitch. For Chris Duarte. Let's see if he actually becomes this guy in the NBA. I think he will. But uh, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, I, I just don't know why uh, you pick Chris Duarte when Corey Kispert is still on the board. Um, I mean, you can stats... do more than Kispert. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, we'll have, to, we'll have to see. I mean, I just, I like Corey Kispert as a shooter. Um, but that's all he can do. Kispert can't pass. Kispert yeah, can't really but, defend too well. But Duarte can do all those things. So, true, yeah. True. And he's right. he's one of those guys, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, last one that we covered, at least. A lot more picks to go. And please uh, go through them at your leisure. Uh, but the last one that we covered last week, uh, to close the loop, the Warriors drafted Moses Moody, Said, What did you think of that one? This is an insane pick. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, Spurs could have picked this guy. He's also better than uh, like yeah, Joshua was, Primo. Yeah. Like eighty-one <laughs> percent free, eighty-seven eighty-one percent free throw shooter, with a hundred and sixty-four attempts. This is probably the largest sample size of free throws that we have in the in the lottery, and eighty-one percent. Yeah, yeah, and, and like he's uh he's six foot six, but he's got a seven foot wingspan. <laughs> okay, like that's some that's Kelly Oubre shit right there. Yeah. You know, um. This guy was supposed to go top eight or top nine, let alone top ten, you know. And, and the like, a lot of people had him mocked as their second choice pick, basically. But like, I think he's gonna be something. Like, he's definitely got the makings of the the above average NBA player that you need on your team. Not you want. You need a six foot seven. Wing player who can hit threes, smart defender, and uh, he can uh, get to the line. Like, what else do you want from a yeah, bench player? Yeah. You tell me, you know. Uh, and, like, by all accounts, he's a, a very nice, smart dude. And, and he plays his role well and doesn't get carried away. This guy has played in high school with uh, uh, Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, and... Uh, one more guy whose now name is now escaping me because there's too many of these people, uh, and they were obviously one of the greatest high school teams in the history of basketball. So uh, he's already connected with all of these people, and he's frankly going to be a very good player. Yeah, knows how to play a winning system. That'll be useful on the Warriors as well. Yeah. All right, that's our draft recap. Uh, let's jump ahead. We are running out of time, so we're going to try and do this quickly now. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Before we do, I just want to say uh, the last team that had a really good draft that isn't in the lottery at all is the Brooklyn Nets. They got Cam Thomas, who's just a ridiculous, weird microwave scorer with who just believes he's an excellent scorer. And uh, they got... Uh, uh, what's his name? Dasheed. Kessler Edwards uh, in the second round. 
No, those they got another guy. Uh, the the other big guy they got was really good. Marcus I think they, Zagorowski, uh, Raquen Gray. No, 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 no. It's in the twenties. They got two picks in the twenties. So Cam oh. Thomas, and then two picks later, they got another guy, who's uh one of the, who's a big who's a oh Deron Sharp, Deron Sharp. Sorry, Deron Sharp. Deron Sharp. Yes. That guy is also extremely smart, clever player. So. They had no business getting both of these guys, but they did. So shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> you can believe believe me, you're going to see a Cam Thomas highlight this year. So look forward to that. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, let's jump ahead now uh, to free agency reactions. We're done with the draft recap. Let's jump ahead to free agency. Uh, Sid, wow, a lot happened. Like we said, in about the first 15 minutes, Woj probably dropped about Woj, Shams, all of them probably dropped about a hundred news stories. Uh, of what's going down. Let me just run through some of the top ones, Sid, and then we'll jump in. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's still a free agent. Uh, he would be the top, top free agent of this uh, of this year. Uh, but Chris Paul has re-signed with the Phoenix Suns. Four years, $120 million. Um, What do you think of that one, Sid? Is that a good deal for the Suns? Yeah, because it, it neglects the fact that uh, the third year is partially guaranteed, the fourth year is not guaranteed. So, if he really does fall off a cliff, they can just get rid of him. So, that's very good for the Suns. And he deserves it. So, why not? Yeah, and I think uh, it's it's really good to have him there shepherding the younger guys now. Because you've got Aiton who's going to get uh, a long-term deal. You've got Mikhail Bridges. I think they're going to have to do some contract magic. And this team is going to be in the luxury tax for a while. But what an influence to have around these young kids yeah. while they're still while they're still getting and finding their feet and getting better and better. Uh, I think this is a great deal for them. So and, and it's nice he's found a home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think this is a this was a no-brainer. I think this was already done. Uh said the first big move uh, amongst the the top top free agents. Kyle Lowry has moved to the Miami Heat. 3 years 90 million. What do you think of that one? Uh slight Overpay. Yeah, you would not uh, give him three years. We discussed this. You you were yeah. way against giving Kyle Lowry three years. Especially if you're giving him thirty million a year. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing, right? Like uh I mean I like Kyle Lowry, so this is gonna be fun. But uh let's see. Uh I, I I'm cautiously optimistic. I think a lot of people are too optimistic on the heat. Uh but I think we'll see, we'll continue to discuss that in the future. You mean um, me? You're talking about me. That's not just you. There, there's there's quite a few people. Uh, just remember, they only have one center, and that's Bam. No. Okay. Yeah, that's so the, there's like a lot that's not working out on this on team Bam. right now. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, they re-signed Duncan Robinson, which I think was a great deal, very long deal, five-year yeah, so deal. While we're on the Heat, let me just go through it. Uh, Duncan Robinson is on a five-year, ninety million dollar deal. Which, by the way, the really remarkable fact of this, it is the largest deal ever given to an undrafted player. Well fucking done, Duncan Robinson. Well fucking Ex- done. Excellent stuff, yeah. That I is, thought that, that was is really Fred Van Vliet, but I guess Van Vliet didn't get the years that Robinson did. Yeah, so. I think the five-year 90 million makes him the makes it the largest deal ever uh, for an undrafted yeah. player. But uh, feel free to fact check me um, uh, I don't in the comments. Think, um, yeah, it should be fine. Now, uh, while we're on the heat as well, PJ Tucker has moved to the Heat from the Bucs, from uh, reigning champion P.J. Tucker, moving from the Bucs to the Heat for a two-year, $15 million deal. So That's a lot of money. That, uh, yeah, I, there's there's a championship premium, I guess. 
and PJ Tucker just willing to play whatever fucking position of the five. I guess I don't know. Maybe can, that's why. Can I paid. just say, I don't think he added much value to the Bucks in that championship run. Hmm. He made four threes in the entire final series. I think. Okay, and he yeah. didn't take like four. He took a lot of threes. Okay. He mainly just fouled Devin Booker a bunch. Is that what seven million? Uh, hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I I don't know why people are congratulating these guys so fast. Like, uh, I I I mean, this team is done with moves. By the way, they also resigned Jimmy Butler. Yes, or, or give him an yeah. extension. You know, so like, what is left now? They they're. Uh, uh, I mean, this season that went by is not representative of how good this team can be. I accept, fully accept that. But, like, I don't know. Uh, I think it's it, it, they always seem to win on paper. They never win on the court. So, let's see what happens, you know. Yeah, like, just never to, win on the court is a bit strong. They made the finals. So, it's not that bad. Yeah, just, to, yeah. just to round out the, the Heat stories, Jimmy Butler, like you said, does get uh, the max extension four years. Um, and I think about 35 or 38 million a year. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, uh, also to a one-year deal. The, he's basically done all their business today. It's already done. Um, Max Truss uh, gets two years, uh, three-point. They re-signed Max Truss and Gabe Vincent. So they've basically done all their business within the first hour. Fantastic stuff uh, by the Miami Heat. I think, yeah, that, that P.J. Tucker move is a bit of an overpay. But I think getting Kyle Rowdy was a bit of a coup. A uh, lot of teams in contention for him. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fit next to Jimmy Butler. The second and third year of that contract, will quite possibly age very badly. But I think they've, they've got something uh, this coming year uh, in the East. All right, moving on from the Heat. Mike Conley re-signs with the Jazz for three years, 74 million. Sid, I, I, I think this is, this is not good business. They, they had no neither. option. No one had, no, no one had any didn't. options in this deal. Mike Conley, I don't think Mike Conley was getting a lot of op- offers uh, from anyone else. And I don't think the Jazz had any option but to re-sign Conley. Uh, I wonder if... Uh, can you check if those gears are guaranteed? All three? I will just check I, that. I, I, okay, so here's the thing. I'll just share our what I'm sensing our common opinion is on giving Mike Conley a long-term contract. Mike Conley is old. Like, I know. Because we're the same age, him and I. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, it's not going to go well if he's going to play another three years of this kind of level of basketball. And also deal with the injury troubles that he's dealt with in the past okay so he recently was not able to uh, fully apply himself in the uh, series against the clippers and it showed because the jazz just didn't have enough to do anything and the problem with that is that you you have this money tied up in this older veteran guard and that doesn't free up a lot for Donovan Mitchell and the rest of the squad, especially with Gobert taking up a large chunk of the payroll as well. So the problem is you can't actually uh, afford to lure people to to the Utah area as a, as yeah. a franchise for the Jazz. So I think that's what you were alluding to when you said there weren't a lot of places for compromise here on for either party. Having said that, Maybe you could have talked him out of another ten million and made that three years sixty. I think that would have looked yeah. a lot nicer. Yeah, I think I just not go through what you brought up about the guaranteed. Yes, it is guaranteed. The numbers go twenty-two million for the first year, twenty-four for the second, 
and at age 35 you'll be earning a cool 25 million almost 26 million actually uh in that last year at 35 so that's the deal for mike conley i uh not looking good for the jazz is it no nope. that's yeah. it i told you right like they hit yeah. their peak this year so yeah all right let's let's jump right ahead lonzo ball moves at one of the rare rare moments and just to just to explain this to the listeners uh, restricted free agency uh, is essentially um, when your contract is up but it's your first contract that you sign it's your first four year deal that you sign as a rookie uh, each one of these guys in the draft has signed one of these um, at the end of that first four years what basically happens is your team basically gets first dibs to put it very very simply Uh, on your next contract so you become a free agent in principle and other teams can offer you a contract but your team the team that uh, you are cut you're playing that last year for basically has the rights to match any contract and you have to resign with them right so it's one of those things where players have the mobility of of getting their money but it's also that the team that drafted you i mean in this case it wasn't the team that drafted uh, lonzo it was the team that he was playing for has the rights to match any offer and then automatically once they've matched the offer uh, you have to return to that team the pelicans decided not to do that and so lonzo ball despite being a restricted free agent has moved to the chicago bulls for four year 85 million dollar deal i like this i like this for the bulls what well, it, it was a trade though was it a uh, it was a signing trade yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. the, they got saraanski pelicans Uh, got Sadaransky a second round pick and My another apologies. player it was a signing yeah. trade it was i explained the free agency i prepped the whole free agency explanation for this one and it was a complete fail but yes but it I, was i i enjoyed the explanation just so yeah. you know but it yeah. was a signing trade yes uh i i like this one what do you think i think it's fantastic for the yeah. bulls what are the pelicans doing someone explained to me the pelicans are completely lost like i don't know what's happening with this team why not just keep lonzo i don't i don't understand his stocks only going to go higher why why trade so him too. now why trade He's him now he's shaping up to be a very good player i think the problem is uh, everyone thinks in if you're not a player in the first two years you're suddenly a loser or a bust or whatever no man like a lot of these guys take four, four five six years to become great you know uh Okay, they got Valanciunas, so that's nice for the Grizz for the Grizzly. Sorry, for the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see a team getting built around this very well right now. Yeah, it's not cohesive. I, it's not smart. I, this I feels don't get like it. an this feels like an over bet on Brandon Ingram and uh, not, not well Zion. You can over bet all you want. I'm fine with that. This feels like an over bet on Brandon Ingram. That's what it that feels and, like. Yeah, who are they I getting? They, I, they, I don't they believe know. too hard in Brandon Ingram. I think, and it's just, I don't get it because there's no way that that eighty four for eighty five is not something someone else is going to trade for next year. It just doesn't make sense to do this as a sign and trade. Like it really doesn't. I really thought he was outright signed because the the only thing dumber than this would be to just let him walk. Yeah, because, uh, what are you, you going to do with Thomas Saranski and Garrett Temple anyways? Uh, I mean, I like Saranski. He's a good player, but he's like I, a bench you, player. You yeah, know? you could like he's not a starter. There is there is a world where in six months from now, at the trade deadline, the Celtics are willing to trade you real shit for Lonzo Ball. I completely yeah. believe that. 
I I think so too, especially because I think Lonzo's shot has improved every year, and this year it actually looks good. Yeah, almost. You like, you could have conceivably at the trade deadline gotten Marcus Smart for Lonzo Ball, and and a pick. Uh, you know what? That's a good trade. That's yeah, a damn I good have trade. Done that. Yeah, yeah. Which is why this makes no sense to trade him now. <laughs> I mean, just let him play it out. It's just it's very it's very stupid. I think, I think Lonzo is going to have an excellent oh, run with the Bulls. Of course, of course, excellent he's got Zach run. Levine to play next to to throw at you too. It's going to be fantastic. I think, and I think it's, yeah, yeah, and Vucevic as well. I think this is going to yeah. be a lot of fun. I think this is a great I, move by the Bulls. Bulls are going to be very interesting this year. I think they can make yeah. a genuine push for that six to eight slot. Six, if they can get it, would yeah. be so good for them, and it would be very interesting. I'd be excited to see what they can do. All right, a few, a few we'll go through kind of quickly. Uh, we're definitely out of the superstar brackets, aside from the guys who haven't signed yet, of course. Uh, but we'll just jump through a few, a few very interesting ones. So first up, let's go to the Knicks, right? The Knicks signed Derek Rose. I could not be happier about this deal. Three years, forty-three million dollars for Derek Rose. Uh, they also signed Evan Fournier to four years, seventy-eight million. That the. Both these feel like overpays. Only one of them makes me feel happy because I like Derrick Rose. Yeah. But the Evan Fournier deal, man, that, that looks like... A, also, also, wow. The Celtics go further and further back every single day. It's yeah. it's insane. So they've lost their trade it, for Evan Fournier. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I hope there was a wink and a nod at some point during that trade that, okay, you're going to re-sign with us. But no, Fournier is gone as well. Now they've lost Hayward as well. I mean, it's just it, the number of assets this team loses for nothing is insane. Just bleeding, just bleeding yeah. out of their asses. I don't understand. <laughs> maybe, maybe the maybe uh, uh, the Knicks were present at the USA France game where Aaron Fournier top scored as France beat <laughs> yeah. the UA- USA, and they're like, "Hey, what of that guy? Let's get that guy." And yeah. uh, they were like, yeah, he's available for 14 million. Yeah, we should put 18 million on that. Then he can't say anything. And uh, lo and behold, it's uh, yeah, good. I feel like this is an accurate uh, recreation of what happened. Yeah. It's, it's a very Nixian move to be like, oh, we've lost our top three guys because Paul just signed. Sign everybody else for contracts that are nonsense. Just do. This is Evan Fournier is the Tim Hardaway Jr. of this signing season for the Knicks. It's essentially, <laughs> but Tim Hardaway Jr. got re-signed. So, yeah. there's also that. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. Also, again, by a very desperate team who lost all their top uh, picks. Uh, we jump to that. Uh, any any thoughts on Derek Rose? Before we jump to the Mavs, I was going to go to the Mavs immediately. Next Love D. Rose, Rose, man. Love D. Rose. Yeah. So, happy for him. I mean, he should have at some point, if that injury hadn't happened, should have been making like 200 million or something. I'm just glad yeah. he's not playing minimum deals anymore. He's got a real yeah. fucking contract for the next three years. Carries him into his um, uh, 35th. Uh, he'll be 35 when this contract ends out. He can retire as a Nick possibly, which I think is just, it's fantastic. It's a great end to Love it. To, to what's been yeah. a very up and down story. So I'm very happy about that contract. I don't care if it's an overpay. Um, just uh, jumping over to the Dallas Mavericks who have paid. Uh, just one second. There's a lot of these to go through. So I need to scroll down this list to find it. I can't find it. This is making me look very bad. No, it's fine. I mean, do you really want to have numbers in front of you when you have signed, re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. And that's like your big signing. Uh, they did yeah. trade for Josh Richardson to the Celtics. 
I don't know how they pulled that. How did the yeah? Why did the Celtics end up with Josh Josh Richardson? Can you tell me that? Because the Celtics are the new uh, Sacramento Kings. I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's just it's insane bad decision. So I just what your mother say if you talk about people like this? I just want to I just want to close out the Tim Hardaway because I did eventually find it. Uh, Tim Hardaway is on. This is just an insane contract, man. Four years, seventy-two million. Um, I mean, the the only upside of this is he's paid less than Evan Fournier, so <laughs> yeah. But Evan Fournier has gone further in the playoffs. Yeah, that's also true. Oh my god! I mean, this is these are the desperation contracts that get signed, and now Tim Hardaway Junior is gonna have to have a pick attached to him by next year to get him traded. I mean, it's just that's the only that's the only actual eventuality. He's not had a bad season, by the way. Uh, he's contributed to the Mavs and stuff, but he's not. He's not seventy-two million for four years contributed to the Mavs. To be fair, Dude, he's a very streaky shooter, and there are games where he shows up, and there are games where he doesn't. Yeah. And I don't know. I wouldn't pay anybody eighteen million dollars a year for that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I think the the Mavericks are just running out of ideas, which is sad because they can literally do anything to make this guy uh, Luka Doncic. That is. Uh, captain and helm a fantastic team. So. Yeah, they they really do have uh, they have a generational talent, and right now they're just putting scraps together around him. And it's it's, it's I I sincerely hope it doesn't end up with him throwing in a trade demand or whatever because yeah, just sad, just sad. All right, a couple more deals I just want to talk about. Uh, Jared Allen gets five years and a hundred million. Jared Allen, by the way, uh, a little bit of background was in the James Harden trade. So he left the Nick. Uh, he left the Nets uh, in a three-team. I think it was a three-team. Was it a four-team? Did it eventually become a four-team train? It was. A th- I think I it was a three-team. Yeah, I think it was just three. Yeah. He he went from the Nets to the Cavs, uh, and the Cavs have just uh, given him the bank. Five years, a hundred million uh, for Jared Allen. Good deal. Good deal for a center. I mean, you want to pay centers twenty million in today's NBA? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that big a fan of it, but like, what are the Cavs going to do with their floor anyway? They have to sign somebody, right? True. And nobody wants to sign for them except for the guy who can pay a lot of money to, and then he'll sign for them. And uh, that's what they did. Maybe they could have made it four years, you know, like, not don't give him max years. That's my uh, real thing. Like. If you yeah. made it four years, eighty million, I would have been like, okay, Davis Bertans made that money, so yeah, Jared the, Allen's the, as good as Davis Bertans. That's nice. I, I can see years, that. Yeah, the five years is a lot. That's true. It is a lot. He is young though, so it's not like you're getting him into his mid thirties. There, you, you're gonna get him, and he's gonna be like thirty, thirty-one in that fifth year. So he could still be really good, and. Somebody would want him, so that's also there. All right. He has value, so that's good. All right, La- last few. Promise, just one or two more. <coughs> Blake Griffin resigns with the Nets. We kind of discussed that early on. Uh, I think it's a, it's a damn good deal. I think it's a damn yeah, good deal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, think- I, I mean, it looks like Blake's sort of re- remade himself. I say I don't know for a lot of these because I really just don't know what to tell you. Like I don't have a strong opinion. We've literally had like half an hour to form all of these <laughs> opinions right now. Also, it's it's uh, a one year it's a one year deal. It's a can't miss deal because I think 
I I felt like there was someone out there who'd give Blake three years. Did you did you kind of feel that after last year? Because I no, felt I like didn't. someone would give Blake because uh, just think about it this way: uh, Blake was not injured last year. Yeah, so he's due. Yeah, of course he's due. What did you think? How do you have you not watched TV like <laughs> since two thousand ten? So in a way, the Nets blew this, but like I don't want to say it. All right, and and last one, the greatest Laker, one, and he's gonna have a statue at some at some point. Uh, Alex Caruso <laughs> signed with the Chicago Bulls um, for a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal, which I, I think could work out pretty well. I think that's, that's a good number to get Alex Caruso on, like we discussed. That's earlier. what I'm saying. It it's a good deal. Like, yeah, I I don't see what the problem is. Like, they could have. It's like, like nine it. million a year. That's really reasonable considering yeah, why did the he was not do this. Because they don't have cap room. No, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. If if your options are Russell Westbrook or Alex Caruso and Buddy Hield both, I'd pick Alex Caruso and Buddy Hield. Absolutely, especially with, if I don't depth, need Russell along Westbrook. Along with other yeah. depth, I still have room for depth. By the way, yeah, even you, with dude, those there's two so contracts. many. You could you could have signed Spencer Dinwiddie. You could have signed like the Sony players still out there. Like yeah. there's so many players. Rudy Gay, like you said. Paddy Mills, you know, why hasn't anyone signed Paddy Mills? Is everyone drunk? Like, what is <laughs> happening? You know, so I don't know. There's, uh, I, I don't know for sure in this case why they chose Russell Westbrook, but just telling you that uh, uh, Blake, cool, good, I guess yeah. we'll see. There's a lot of free agents on the market, so we're going to be back on Sunday to go through them. Just to run off a few that haven't signed yet. Kawhi Leonard, John Collins, DeMar DeRozan, Spencer Dinwiddie, like uh, Sid just mentioned, Kerry Oubre, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Drummond, Danny Green, Laurie Markinen. All these guys are still f- very much on the market. So there's still a lot of movement, especially that Kawhi one. That could get weird. That could get super fucking weird. Although I think all the consensus is that he is returning to the Clippers. Uh, but then why not just sign the deal on the first day? Kawhi is weird. Yeah. Kawhi's yeah, a, uh, a fun guy. A, he's a he fun to, guy. He likes to do fun things. You know, it's uh, like it's one of those NBA insane. I I, I guess uh, I was just gonna check my phone real quick because I just wanted to see if I could break something right now because that's just <laughs> the the nature of the beast right now. I thought why why stop recording and then say oh we should have talked about this, uh, but uh, instead uh, I have. Very little interesting news. The Ricky Rubio trade is officially done. By the way, Ricky Rubio now plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he took the time to sign that. Uh, so, uh, the Timberwolves get Torian Prince cash in a 22 second round pick. And uh, also, uh, I think the Spencer Dinwiddie to the Washington Wizards team is picking up. So, we might see that tomorrow, which is uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night. August the 3rd. So by August the 4th, Spencer Dinwiddie could be a wizard. Nice. I would nice. buy that book. Yeah. yeah. Spencer I Dinwiddie think, think goes fine. into the RPG world, makes a wizard <laughs> character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the D&D adventures of Spencer Dinwiddie. All right. On that note, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back on Sunday to cover the rest of free agency. Uh, maybe some Olympic shit if we get truly bored this week. Uh, free agency signings are slowing down. The gongs are slowing down a bit. So maybe we can catch some uh, some KD crushing. Uh, we will see you then. Bye-bye.